Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that's dear to me, risk management traps that can hurt shareholder value. Do you make these three risk management mistakes? She's a respected and trusted business advisor, an Ivy League business expert, best-selling author, and no-nonsense lawyer. She's Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur working for someone else, I want to give you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Because no one likes getting blindsided by what you don't know but somehow should or getting stuck paying for it later. Think of it as a mini MBA and school of hard knocks wrapped in one and on steroids. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Here's a case for you. A company uses aggressive accounting techniques and some financial engineering to boost its earnings per share. On Wall Street, its market value soars. It's through the roof. And its senior management, they are celebrated, admired. They're on the cover of business magazines. They're pulling down huge salaries, even bigger bonuses and lavish perks. Then one day, the company's stock price falls like a rock. And a subsequent investigation uncovers a financial rat's nest laced with conflicts of interest and self-dealing. The revelation rocks the marketplace to its core, and it leads to federal criminal investigations, charges, individual indictments, and civil suits against the company, its accountants, and its bankers. What went wrong here? What combination of decisions could create such catastrophic blindness and inertia that nobody did anything to stop it sooner? Was it an accident? Or were these results foreseeable and avoidable? Now, some of you may be thinking, ah, it was greed. It was greed. Well, sure, greed may have played a role. doesn't explain everything. If instead of financial engineering, you substitute falsified diesel emission test results, you've got the VW scandal. Substitute hidden trading losses, and you have any number of rogue Wall Street trading scandals and so forth. From a risk management perspective, if you look closely, what you really have is the anatomy of a business crisis that in this situation escalated into a full-blown headline-making scandal, making the numbers look good, protecting the profit centers, was done at the expense of honesty, integrity, and ultimately, reputation, a cost that's difficult to quantify, but it's very real nonetheless. A reputation that can take decades to build, can be tarnished and destroyed in an instant, and can take years again to rebuild. But unlike the court system, where there's a presumption of innocence until proven guilty and You're entitled to due process where the parties all get to be heard. The marketplace, the court of public opinion, doesn't wait for due process. It doesn't care about due process. When ugly headlines hit and scandal becomes real, people pass judgment and stock markets react. Prices drop. People sell. And being privately held doesn't necessarily insulate you from a backlash. Sure, you don't have a stock price that drops. But think to the Paula Dean scandal. Remember Paula Dean? She's the American celebrity chef and the cooking show television host. She got a lot of bad press 
when during a lawsuit it was revealed she had used the N-word. And since the case involved some racial discrimination claims, it caused a media feeding frenzy. And at the time, it stayed in the news for a couple of weeks, even though the main part of the case, the bulk of it, involved a sexual harassment claim. Now, to top all of that off, Paula tried to do some damage control through public relations, but that failed miserably. Every time she got on some talk show to try and vindicate herself, she melted down into some crying gag, and she lost more sponsors. Her endorsement deals dried up, and ultimately her TV show was not renewed. Her $16 million a year business took a hit. It lost momentum. Now, if you're part of a publicly traded company, $16 million may not be that significant to you. You may have a budget that's bigger than that. But if you're an entrepreneur building a business from scratch, or you have a personal brand that pulls in an annual revenue stream of $16 million annually, that's pretty darn good. So if greed was the only motivator, these seasoned business professionals, the Paula Deans, the VWs, and so forth, they wouldn't intentionally let their business get hurt. That'd be playing Russian roulette. That's gambling. So what happened here? Well, what happened is a classic risk management trap. It's turning a blind eye to bad behavior to protect the numbers. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not to say numbers aren't important. It's a way to keep score. But when it's the only measure it can become a trap because it encourages protecting numbers at any cost without taking into account where and how things can go wrong. And at that point, you can be accidentally encouraging and enabling the wrong behavior because you're not taking steps to anticipate risk and manage it. And when you don't manage it, you can get blindsided by it because you don't recognize the warning signs. In Paula Dean's case, something the press didn't report too much about was the fact that her brother was at the center of the firestorm. He managed one of Paula's restaurants. That was the subject of the lawsuit. And his behavior and management style had been a problem for years. And at one point, Paula had lawyers draft up some business policies in order to impose more consistent and appropriate leadership at the restaurant. But they were never adopted or implemented. You know, in researching her best-selling book, Willful Blindness, Why We Ignore the Obvious at Our Peril, Dr. Margaret Heffernan says that bad behaviors at the heart of business scandals and lawsuits are really open secrets within the organization where they occurred. That when things blow up, it comes as no surprise to the people who work there. Now think about that for a moment. Employees at the business knew about it, but for the longest time, no one including senior management, stopped to do anything to stop the wheels from coming off? So eventually someone blew the whistle or had enough and sued, but until then it's tolerated. Or in Dr. Heffernan's terms, there was willful blindness. Now how does that happen? The failure to anticipate risk or discounting it to zero. Warren Buffett says that the four most dangerous words in business are Everyone else is doing it, and he's absolutely right. And that leads me to the second risk management trap businesses fall into, believing that everyone else is doing it, so it must be okay. Or if we don't do the same thing, we're going to get left behind. Oh, my God, we can't let that happen. 
Now, it's an easy trap to fall into because of the third risk management trap, and that is staying insular, of limiting input from other sources, sometimes through management that bullies and instills a culture of fear. But either way, it's staying insular. It's being inward-looking and assuming nobody will know and encouraging groupthink. Homogeneous decision-making process are a trap, yet it happens every day, maybe even in your business, and even at the board level in some organizations. So if you're serious about managing unwanted legal risk in your business, it's important to remember that every legitimate business operates on a legal playing field. So number one, recognize that even if you think everyone else is doing it, everyone isn't going to pay the price if something bad happens to your business. You are. So relying on the everyone else doing it excuse is really a cop-out. We recognize it for what it is when our kids come to us with some silly idea, you challenge it, and they say, but everyone else is doing it. And I'll bet you say, sure. And if everyone else jumped off a bridge, does that mean you have to do it too? But yet in business, management, including some senior management, often falls for that line. Oh, everyone else is doing it. As if there were safety in numbers. And somebody says that and you go, okay, then let's go. But that's an illusion. They don't pay the price. You will. So since you get stuck with the responsibility for the outcome, you might as well take more control of the decisions that get you there so that you can truly manage and own the outcome instead of being surprised by it. How do you do that? Well, if you don't want legal problems in your business, you need a system of checks and balances. In its simplest form, it consists of a trusted legal advisor that you can bounce ideas off of, who can serve as a reality check, and a system for managing expectations of your employees, customers, clients, or patients, and the suppliers, basically the people and business organizations that you do business with. Now, what does that look like? In other words, it consists of policies and various types of contracts that for routine matters, your lawyer can put in place for you. And for non-routine matters, you and your employees need enough legal literacy to know when they're out of their depth and need a reality check. Again, it's to stay out of that everyone is doing it trap and from being too insular or inward looking. A trusted business lawyer can help you identify risks that you didn't know about, and together you can decide how to best manage them and navigate them. The third component to this system of checks and balances is an accountability mechanism. Having a system of policies and procedures does no good if they're not consistently followed. Actually, it can create liability. Take, for example, the commission salesperson who scrambles to finalize an order before the end of the quarter. But in order to do that, because he's in a time crunch, bypasses the credit check process for a new customer. Sure, the order gets booked, the product is shipped, but five months later, the invoice is still unpaid. And six months later, the customer files for bankruptcy. And now, the company is in line with a bunch of unsecured creditors looking for a few cents on the dollar. A credit check up front, the policy they had but ignored, could have identified the problem sooner rather than later. But this person, salesperson, was only focused on the numbers. They had a target. They had a quota to meet by the end of the quarter. 
Perhaps their bonus depended on it. Certainly their commission did. It was get the business at any cost. And they got the order. But without determining whether the prospect was really credit worthy, they not only gave up profit, they actually ended up selling at a loss. That's not business. That's charity. Your policies and procedures are there for a reason. Now, if they don't make sense anymore, revise them, fix them, but don't ignore them. That would be the equivalent of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Save the good stuff, get rid of the bad, fix it, but don't discredit the entire thing through benign neglect. Accountability is the type of thing that needs to occur throughout your business leadership. It's a requirement at all levels of the organization, and it requires consistency. Now, you probably noticed that a common denominator of a system of checks and balances is knowing and anticipating the legal consequences of your business decisions. Because if you can't anticipate it, you can't manage it. And that means you can get blindsided by something you don't know but should have known and then get stuck paying for it later. So in closing, I'd like to leave you with this thought and with a gift. The thought is this. You could accidentally be putting a lawsuit target on your business by making certain assumptions that keep you from getting more control of legal risk. And here's the gift. To help you discover whether that's happening in your business or to you, if you'd like to find out what your leadership style means for your company's risk profile, I invite you to take the free legal literacy assessment. It's at the website, legalliteracyassessment.com. Now, don't worry. The assessment's not some bar exam, and it's confidential. It's 10 easy online multiple-choice questions, and at the end, you'll get some feedback that will increase your self-knowledge about what your leadership style means for your organization's risk profile. That website, again, is legalliteracyassessment.com. So basically, you're just a few clicks away from some valuable feedback at LegalLiteracyAssessment.com. It's free. It's fast. It's LegalLiteracyAssessment.com. You can go there now. But before you do, if you've been listening and you've found today's broadcast helpful, share it with your friends or your business partners because the nice thing about Business Confidential is that this episode, and it's a short one today, is available for download and replay. So share if you care giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Keltner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Thank you for joining me today on Business Confidential Now. You can get more information about today's guest and the resources we mentioned during today's show in the episode notes that are located on our website businessconfidentialradio.com. Sometimes we even include some bonuses and goodies, so be sure to check it out. That website again is businessconfidentialradio.com. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show. That is the easiest way to keep up with the show and our guests, those thought leaders, experts, and authors who are transforming businesses behind closed doors around the world. Let them help you too. Subscribe today for easy access to the business information you need to succeed. You know, the reason we call the show Business Confidential now 
is because you don't have time to wait. So just do it. Subscribe now and leave a review. We want to hear from you. We want you to be part of our growing Business Confidential Now family. Tell your friends and colleagues so they can subscribe too. Because the more subscribers we have, the more great guests we can bring you. And the more business intelligence you'll have available to ignite and fuel your continued business success. Have an idea or a topic, a guest that you'd like to hear on Business Confidential Now? Contact me at the website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media, too. We'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more of the business intelligence and inside scoop you need to succeed. Till then.